If you have a Bible, you might like to turn to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. I'm just going to look at something. I'm taking a, a, a theme, as I said this morning. Stormproof your life. And uh, I'm going to look at this psalm uh, in a moment or two. And uh, just pray it will be helpful and practical you know, uh, for you. Um, I came across a story recently um, of a, a, a guy called Matt, Matthew Souter. Matthew Souter, in 2006, Matthew Souter, 19-year-old man, 2006, he wanted to go and visit his grandma, and she was living in a, a, a trailer park in Missouri in the USA. And in March uh, 2006, he went to visit her and uh, her caravan. Well, at that time, in that part of the United States, it was sort of a tornado season. You know, we have some storms, but they, they, they have some, you know, really strong category tornadoes. And what happened when he went to visit his grandma and when he went to her caravan, thought he'd get away for a little bit of peace and quiet. She said, you can have this caravan for a few days. This storm began to hit. And uh, he said, as it started to rage, he didn't go to a storm shelter. He, he made for the caravan, thought, well, I'll just get by the storm. And what happened was, it, it, it was a, a major tornado hit, hit them. And what he says in his story, it was, this was um, shown on ABC News in the US back in 2006. And what happens is, he says, uh, he goes to this caravan. The, the, the winds are really rising. It's roaring by this time. The caravan's shaking. Not only did it begin to shake, as he was inside... Um, the doors started to be pulled off. Stuff inside was being thrown around. I mean, this is incredibly frightening. It was one of these big, like, mobile-type homes. It wasn't like a small caravan. And stuff inside was starting to get thrown around. It started to get louder. It was roaring. The wind was getting... The rain was beating at the, the door. Then the doors were pulled off. The sides of the caravan started to unpeel. The stuff was being thrown around. And he felt himself pulled out, sucked out. How about, how about this? Sucked out into this tornado... He wakes up and finds himself by the um, emergency services 1,307 feet away from the caravan. The emergency service said 1,000, exactly, 1,307 feet away. In America, that's four American football pitches away. He was, the emergency services found him and he was out, out of it at the time, but uh, he was alive. He was only bruised, I say only bruised and a few cuts. He survived. He was taken up in a tornado and carried 1,307 feet. It's, it's, it's an amazing story. It's quite an incredible story. Uh, apparently, um, in 1965 or something, some cows were taken up in a tornado, and, and they, 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 not, not the same distance as, as this guy. He's, he's traveled the furthest. He's the furthest traveler in a tornado and to survive, okay? It's quite incredible. But I, I came across it in 1965. Some cows were taken up. When they came back down, they acted funny for a few days. That's what the, that's, that's what the reports say. <laughs> But, but, so th- th- I, didn't know, I didn't even know this sort of stuff happened, but it has, right? It has. And so this guy was dropped safely, bruised, bashed, at 1,307 feet. It's a fifth of a mile away. That's incredible. Jesus speaks uh, a lot about storms uh, and life. And um, so I want to just speak for a few moments on um, how to have faith. I was thinking about this story, came across it, and thought about troubled times. Jesus speaks about times of trouble and being encouraged. He said in John chapter 16, verse 33, you know, you will have said to his disciples, you'll have trouble in this world, but be encouraged, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And um, times of trouble, how do 
you continue in faith? Where do you reach? What do you do? When life starts to unravel, whether you believe or don't believe, there are times of trouble. But, and, but particularly, it seems to be a shock when as a Christian you say, but I'm following you, God. I'm doing all the things I should. I'm trying to live a life that's good and true and follow you. And yet trouble has come my way. Jesus said, don't be surprised. This is a certainty. There will be times when trouble comes away, but be encouraged, be of good cheer. Um, so what do we do when, when our trouble, when we go through trouble, uh, trouble, troubled times? Um, storm strikes. You know, about how do we trust God through tough times? Trust God in circumstances we don't understand. You know, those moments when you think, what's going on, God? You might be going through something right now, and you're thinking to yourself, what's going on in my home, my life, family, with my loved ones, in our nation, in the world? I don't know what you might be thinking right now. And um, finding courage and strength during times of trouble. And so stormproof, I'm being maybe a bit naughty taking that text in that way, um, but how do we, there is a way of finding strength and courage and in this amazing story, this guy wasn't a believer. It's just a story of someone who was carried away in a storm but survived. There are miracles in this earth and in this age. And the miracle of God is this, that Jesus has the power to carry you and I because he's alive today and forevermore. Jesus told his disciples that they would have trouble but to take courage. You know, we had, there are stories of Jesus calming storms walking on water, of uh, there was an occasion where he um, lifted up a man called Peter when he was drowning in a storm and saved him. So um, let's have a look this morning uh, at a a few things. And so I just want to look at this um, Psalm 46. And I'm going to say and suggest to you that it's a, a storm song. I haven't read anywhere else that it says that, but I'm going to suggest to you it could be your storm song for this morning. And I'll explain what I mean by that um, as we um, go by in the next few moments. So if you have a Bible, have a look with me or turn to it. If not, just listen. God is, verse 1 of Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. And it's verse 1 in particular that I want to concentrate. I've not read the whole psalm there. You can read that at your own leisure, perhaps. But verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. God is our ever-present help in times of trouble. It says there that this, is a, this psalm is a, a, a song. And I'm going to suggest to you, there is, it could, it could, it, for me and you, it can be our storm song. You know, um, in the midst of challenge, um, it's in those, t- in those places that we can know and experience the triumph of God. Not afterwards. Sometimes people will sing and be happy and say praises to God after we've got through something. But the, the challenge is when we're facing or approaching and going through something. It says in the 23rd Psalm, God says, Yea, though you work through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. 
my rod and staff will comfort you. So God walks with us. So there's something in the understanding of when challenging times, God, not that we will go through times of storm and challenge, but God wants to walk with us. This is the beautiful thing. This is the amazing, incredible thing because he's the living God. God will walk with us, amongst us, and through it with us and take us through that we will come through in the power of the resurrection and the Holy Spirit. So... Um, we, we may know something. Um, and so this, this is a, a psalm that's a song, but it's, it's an amazing... There are, there are a number of things that we come... There are three things that I want to look at. First of all, it's this. It says, God is our refuge. You know, the psalmist they're writing, going through times of incredible trouble, says, God is our refuge. It's in verse 1. It's the first thing that we come to. The our Do you notice that word, our refuge? It's experiential, it's possessive. It's something that you may experience, you and I may experience and possess. Refuge, yours and mine. God is for me and can be for you a refuge. You can experience refuge. We'll look at what that means in a moment or two. It's possessive, it's experiential. Our, there's three things that we we, we will look at with this. But first of all, God is our refuge, says the, the writer, that a psalm is a song. This is a particular song. It can, be, it can be known, a song of deliverance, a song of experience, a song of triumph in the midst of challenging, troubled times. The word refuge literally means stronghold of safety, like a castle, keep. I pastored a church in the northeast of England, Newcastle upon Tyne. And in Northumbria, uh, the county of Northumbria, a bit further north, um, it's called the border country. The border country is the border between England and Scotland. And the border country's got a lot of castles that were there, strongholds, to bring protection, protect the English from the Scots. That's how it was at that time. Yeah, it still is. It's, 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 well. But So there's a lot of beautiful castles in, preserved. And you see the castle, the walls on, on a high place and the keep around. And in times of... Um, tragedy and times of trouble. Everybody in the town and village would go into, in from the surrounding town of it into the castle, in, into, into the main keep area uh, to, for safety. And, um, and this is what the word refuge means. It means a, a stronghold of safety. God can be like a stronghold of safety. Another tr- translation says shelter. The, the idea of the, there is this idea of God is a shelter, a refuge, a stronghold of safety. A man called Martin Luther. Martin Luther was a, a Roman Catholic monk who, reading in the book of Romans, began to realize that um, the only person that can set us free is Jesus Christ, and the sole authority for that freedom is the Bible. And he came up with an idea that, based on the Bible called Sola Scriptura, the Bible only. And so he began to speak to the Pope, this is a very dangerous thing to do, and say, do you know what? The authority isn't just with you, you're not the final authority, the final authority is the Bible only. And you know what? Freedom can only be found in Jesus Christ. I'll go somewhere with this story. Please bear with me a moment. Martin Luther was the man, a Roman Catholic monk, who over a number of years began to start something which is called the Reformation, where he began to protest against the authority of the Pope over the Bible. Hence, we find ourselves Protestants to this day. That's what the Protestant Reformation was all about. And um, during a couple of years into that, that wasn't an easy thing for him to do. He was one simple monk. 
I say simple in the sense he was just a humble monk, against the whole power and might of the Roman church of that day. And you know what, what, what happened to people that did that? A man a hundred years before by the name of John Huss did that, and he was burnt at the stake, burnt alive for doing that. You know, you know we, we read our Bible in freedom, the Bible only, a man a hundred years before Luther for saying that was burnt alive. Martin Luther, when he said that, was excommunicated from the church on the possibility of being burnt alive. And so he was captured by a, um, a, a, a German prince and carried away to a castle for his protection in some ways. But during that time, he, uh, there was a, uh, his name was excommunicated and he was in fear of his life. This is a number of years in. This is the rough gist of it. And during a time, he was carried away to this prince's castle. I'm going somewhere with this. And it was a very dark time for him. Because he felt, he had a lot of self-doubt. He thought, maybe I've done the wrong thing. What's the point of it all? He became incredibly depressed. This is the man who founded the Reformation. And he began to read again the scriptures. And he read this psalm, Psalm 46. And he penned um, some music. And it became a hymn, a safe stronghold is our God. It revived his heart and he went on with fresh vigor to be the catalyst for what we now are, hundreds of millions of Protestants, and new, renewed the church. Some people say, might say it didn't, but it renewed the church from the cent- we now are the fruit of, of that, you could say. And uh, he, in, in those dark nights of his soul, in those, he, he, he found in this psalm refuge, strength, safety. It, God turned the gloom into gladness. Uh, there's something in this idea of God being a stronghold, of a safe place, a place of safety. Uh, the idea there of refuge also means shelter. It's interesting because Matt Souter should have gone to a storm shelter. You know, one of those like underground bunker things where you lift the covers, you go down, down some steps under the ground, put the covers back, and then you ride out the storm. It's called a storm shelter. Interesting that this same word refuge means shelter. It's like a storm shelter. God is a strength, a tower, a place of safety a strong place that nothing can assail, no army, nothing can batter into the castle, as it were, but also a shelter, a storm shelter, where you may, may shelter in his presence from those things that are battering or seeking to batter your heart, your mind, and your life. It's amazing that this is the understanding of our God. God is, can be your refuge. There can be an experience of God being your shelter. I don't know what you're going through right now, but he wants us to run to him. Just as you have to make run to the storm shelter, go down into the shelter. God wants us to, nearly tripped over there, wants us to actually run to him and place our hearts and lives and families and marriages and homes, livelihoods, whatever we have right now, church, our nation, in his hands. He wants to be our refuge. It says there, secondly, God is our refuge. He is our strength. He's a safe place, a place of safety, but he is also our strength. Can you see it there? It says, God is our strength. You know, the idea there is firm force. The word strength literally means firm force. It's an idea. It's not just of being a strong man. You know, world's strongest man. You see him pulling a, I don't know, a 
a dumper truck or whatever it is, or a, or, or an articulated lorry. How do they do that? But you know, uh, you know, ripping ripping things up, you know, with their bare hands. God, God isn't just a strong man. He's he is the he, it, the idea is that he has sovereign power, majestic. He's majesty. He has the strength of the universe because he created it. It's not just being a, the world's strongest man. The world's strongest man is, is a grasshopper, not even an ant. I would say not even a flea, not even a speck of a flea compared to the strength of the majestic sovereign Lord. The idea there of strength is sovereign power. God is unrivaled, unparalleled. Unrivaled in power, unparalleled in every way, for he's the creator of the universe. So when the psalmist writes, he says this. Look at, look at the psalm. It says in verses 2 to 3, it says, Although the earth give way, the mountains fall, the waters roar and foam. He's, he's showing this idea that God's strength, even if the earth is decaying, raging, foaming, destroying, apocalyptic vision of everything falling around at the seams, Around us, God is stronger, greater, higher, unparalleled. And this is the picture of strength that this, this writer is experiencing. I don't know about you. I want to experience that hope, that strength. But he wants us to find refuge in him, first of all. Hide ourselves in him. Jesus' arms are revealed for us. He's a help and a hope. And he wants us to hide in him. You have to go down and also then embrace his incredible strength. You know, um, that strength, I don't know about you, but I find that guilt can really weigh me down. Am I the only one? You know, at times in my life, if I feel guilty about something, it can weigh heavy. Have you ever heard people say that? You know, it's a heavy, a heavy burden to carry. If you've got a worry, sometimes certain worries can really, they, they just pull you apart, don't they? It's as if you, you're just being weighted down, you can't think, you can't go away in life. Sometimes, um, uh, you know, certain fear, certain pain in life, it can really weigh you down. It can really weigh me and you down. You know, guilt, worry, fear, pain, the guilt, worry, fear and pain of all creation was laid upon Jesus. You know that little bit of guilt that you fear have that weighs you down. You know that fear that you feel that debilitates your life. You know that pain that you and I feel when we feel the world's caving in and it weighs us down. Let me tell you that the guilt, the worry, the fear and the pain of the whole of creation for all time of the whole universe was laid upon Jesus Christ. In Isaiah chapter 53, read it for yourself. Isaiah 53 says the guilt and the sin of the whole world was laid upon him. And you know this? It says that that weight of all of the whole of creation, of the universe, did not hold him down. It said he rose from the grave on the third day. Death and hell, fear, worry, guilt, pain, sin, all of this could not hold him down. That's how strong he is. That's how strong Jesus Christ is. You know, when the strong man of the world's strongest man, can you, I don't know, used to, used to be, I don't know what it is now, which, which Freeview channel it's on, I don't know, whatever it is. But they, used to, they would be ripping up um, the old telephone directories in the days when we had telephone directories. You Google it now. But when they were to rip a telephone directory off, you know, you know, they rip a directory. Let me tell you what, um, but Jesus ripped the divide. 
He did more than rip a directory. A directory's nothing. I mean, I, could, I can't even rip. I couldn't even rip that in half, let alone a directory. I'm not strong enough. But, but Jesus didn't rip a directory in half. He ripped the divide. There's a divide between God and mankind. And with his heart and love and resurrection, he ripped to ho- open the whole divide. That's how strong our God is. He's a strong God, almighty, unparalleled, unrivaled in any way. And the same power in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, Paul says, is in you. How about that for strength? You might not feel it right now. That's why we've got to run to him. We've got to hide in him. He's our shelter. You see, you have to find shelter in him first. And then when you find shelter, you begin to feel the strength. See, the first thing, you've got to run to him. You've got to hide in God. I'm not saying hide with your head in the sand, but hide your heart in God. And when you hide and find refuge, the second thing can happen. We begin to feel strength. I don't know about you. What's worrying you right now? Hide your heart. Hide your life in him and you will begin to find and feel his strength. His strength is available to you and I right now. This is experiential. It's not just pie in the sky. It's not just a good idea. It says our, it's a personal, experiential. It's something that you may own and know and experience too. Finally, we read. It says God is our ever-present help. One translation says, I think the King James is our very present help. Three things. God is our refuge. God is our strength. And he's our very present help in trouble. One translation says, very present help in trouble. The NIV says, ever present help in trouble. That word ever present or very present literally means abundantly available. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, Ever present. What does that mean in times of trouble? God is abundantly available in troubled times. You know, when your storm comes, when my storm comes, when I feel shaken, whether it's we've had news about your health or finance or something in family, when we begin to be shaken by whatever it is around you, God is abundantly available. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life when in those moments I feel very alone. Maybe you feel very alone right now. I don't know. There's something about trouble that causes us to run for the hills rather than run to God. It's something about difficulty where we will, look, don't don't come near me, you know. And, And what it can do, it can isolate. We can feel very, very alone. I think it's something to do with hurt. It's got something to do with pain. It's got something to do with anxiety. It's got something to do with worry. But we can retreat. We, we, we pull away, and, and, and it can leave us feeling very alone. There are those moments. But be encouraged. I want to just say to you right now, or it might feel like that, but God is abundantly available in trouble. You may be going through trouble. Jesus said we're going to go through trouble. Just because you're a Christian, you're a great person, doesn't mean to say you will be trouble-free. But I am abundantly available ever-present help. Um, It's interesting. In John chapter 16, Jesus speaks there about going away and uh, going to the cross. And he says to his disciples, you will leave me. You'll be scattered and you're going to leave me. It's towards the end of John chapter 16. It's an amazing story. It's quite sad in some ways. I read it recently thinking, yeah, it's pretty awful. His friends who he started with going to leave him on his own and Jesus actually says you'll be scattered a time's coming I will be struck you'll be scattered 
and you will leave me. And then he says something quite amazing. He says, but I won't be alone. How about this? Talking about times of trouble. At the end of John's chapter 16, he said, I won't be alone. My father will be with me and I will be with him. It's very beautiful. It's very amazing. I've read this many a times, but it's struck me in a fresh wave. He says, I will be struck. You will be scattered. I will be alone, but I won't be alone. I'm paraphrasing it slightly. He says, I will be with my father. My father will be with me. You see, God is abundantly available. He's present. You might feel he's away from you. Don't force it. Run to him. He's available right here, right now. And Jesus says this. And it's, it's, it's amazing that he speaks like this because in his time of trouble, he says, the father will be with me. I will feel him. I will know him. And I will be with him. And I'm not going to be, he's not, I'm not alone. This is amazing. If you take refuge, if you run, you hide yourself in God, you begin to feel an amazing strength, his strength, his resurrection power strength, and you begin to feel not alone. I've met so many people that have said, strangely, I do not feel alone in the place of death, but I feel God. It's incredible. This is the paradox. This is not almost rational. It's revelational. It's revealed. God gives this to us. And it's, a, this, it's this step of it making him our refuge, laying hold of his strength, and he gives it to us, and then him being available to you. Every 24-7, God is available to us 24-7. In the film, Bruce Almighty... Bruce gets this opportunity, in some ways it's a bit of an irreverent film, but there's aspects in it that's interesting. Bruce gets the opportunity to be God. And he just says, how can I do this? How can I be everywhere? Well, you're God now. You just answer everyone's prayers. So he does a computer program. He gets this wish and he just answers everything. And, it, and the world goes wrong because he gives everybody exactly what they want. And it's not going to work out like that. This computer program that he, he, he does in the film, he just goes, ding, he says, that's it. I can be everywhere now. But God is everywhere present. No matter what you and I go through, the eye of the storm, the highest mountain, the deepest valley, the darkest place. For Martin Luther, it was a dark dungeon in a castle where he felt demons were coming at his door. He felt so depressed, but he began to reach out to his refuge and wrote, a safe stronghold is our God. God is available to you and to me. You know, this morning, as we... You know, give our hearts and lives to him. Let's find ourselves and hide ourselves in God. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know where you've come from, what you're facing, and what you need to go back to. But all I can say is this. To storm-proof our lives is to find shelter in God Almighty, in Jesus Christ. You know, um, don't, we don't hide our heads in the sand. We hide our hearts in God. This is the key to life. Not to hide our heads in the sand, but to hide our hearts in God. And God will give us a song. You know, I, I, they, they, what, what works for you doesn't work for me. God knows you by name. He knows what's going through your heart right now. He knows your life and your children and your marriage and home. He knows me. And um, he's a great shepherd. And what works for me doesn't work for you. So he will give you your song. So this psalm will work for you in different ways that it works for me. But you have a song. You know, if we were to all sing together, we all sing in different key. We all have different likes. 
And there's something about this psalm where God will make it personal to you. It can be your song of deliverance, your storm song, as we hold him as a refuge, as we get hold of his strength, as we reach out to him. You see, you know, um, Jesus talks uh, about, you know, uh, seeking and we'll find. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be opened. Seek, you'll find. Ask, you'll receive. Knock, the door is open. Why did he say that? That's amazing. It's not that God is hide and seek. It's not that God has good days and bad days. He's available abundantly. So when Jesus said, ask, you'll receive. Seek, you'll find. You know, knock, the door is opened. He was basically saying, God is available abundantly. Hide yourself in him. Hide yourself in him. Just because you're feeling alone, you don't have to be alone. Just because you're feeling lousy, you don't have to feel lousy. You can hide yourself in him and he will open the door. He will answer your prayer. He will reach out to you. So this morning, let's you know, sing, our, find our, our, our song of triumph during trouble. Let's hold him on to him as a, a, a refuge. Let's rely on his resurrection strength. And we will know his abundant availability. Let's put it to the test and hear right now as we pray and give him our hearts and lives. Shall we pray together? We shall sing in a moment or two, but let's pray. And uh, as I said, I, I'm not sure where you might be standing in your heart and life, but God knows. And I pray, Heavenly Father, as we just come before you this morning, giving you our hearts and lives, I pray that um, in marriage and home, and with the news that the doctor has said about my health, what's going on in, at work, I'm not sure about where my life is going, uh, whatever seems to be shaking me right now, I, I, I want to put you as my shelter, my storm shelter. I want to hide myself in you. It's not hide my head in the sand, but give you my heart, my hurts and my hopes. I want to find them in you. And, and, and as I do and find you as a shelter, Lord, I, I pray that you would give your people strength, hope, courage, help. You're an unrivaled, unparalleled God of strength, resurrection power for families right now, for an individual, for a single person, for the bruised and broken. That your power to heal, your power to forgive, your power to heal memories, to set free, your strength come upon us right now. And you're abundantly available. Just be available. Let me see you in a new and fresh way, God. Not distant, far off, but right here at this very moment and in this very place. I give you my heart and I give you my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to um, stand as we sing together. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings this morning as well as we um, continue to worship. And as we do, let's just, let's do that. Let's hide ourselves in him. When I mean hide, we're not running away from something, but we're running to something. We're running to someone in actual fact. We're not running away from something. We're running to someone. So when we say hide, 
we're running not away, but running to God. Let's hide in him. Let's make him our refuge this morning as we reach out to him. Should we stand together this morning? And we're going to bring up our tithes and offerings. If you're visiting us this morning, then feel free to let the offering basket go by. But uh, let's give him our best. Let's give him our hearts. Let's give him our lives. And let's hide ourselves and run to him in Jesus' name. You know, you may be here this morning and you feel that life's a bit of a storm for you. I'm sort of conscious of that. We can, we can have nice words. We can say nice words. We can have nice readings from the Bible, nice feelings of God. But life can feel, maybe you're worried about, you know, worries can weigh us down. Um, we're going to just sing this refrain through as we're going to close in a moment or two. But uh, if you feel that, you know, life is a... You feel trouble around you at this moment in time. It's, uh, you know, there are many moments in my life where I felt I've gone through the storm. It's always good to reach out. Don't, we don't have to know what's going on in your life. You know, you don't have to, but to reach out. So I just feel, as we sing this song, if, if you this morning feel that you need God's strength, you know, in our weakness, we can be made strong. If you need God's safety and hope, hide in him, make him your refuge. If that's you, just place your hand up this morning. Do it, just do it right now. Nobody's going to, no, you know, if that's you, just do it right now. The right this moment, yeah, let's do it. Come on. There's, there's a number of us this morning. Just feel free. And uh, I just pray for you right now. Anyone here, you just put your hand up right now. It's, it's just a way of saying that I need that. You know, I need that to myself in my life. Father God, I just pray where anyone has raised their hand this morning, that you would reach out and just touch their heart, their life, their home, their marriage, their children, their livelihood. They've got decisions they need to make. Maybe they're worried. Maybe there's weight upon them right now. Father God, they might feel that they're going through a bit of a storm time. I just pray that you would be their refuge. You bring hope. You bring help. You be their help and their hope. You see people's hands raised. Not raising them for me to see, but it's you who see us, Father God. And right this moment, would you be their help and their hope? You are a refuge and strength and ever-present help in this moment of need. And where they need you, and we need you right now, Lord God, would you reach out to them miraculously, just as you carried Matt Suter, uh, 1,307 feet. That was miraculous. That's incredible. We pray that you'll carry each of these people right here, right now, whatever they need, in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the power of your Spirit, we pray. In your mighty name we ask. Let's declare that and seal that as we come before him in faith by singing in Christ alone. Just sing those words again. Thanks, Steve.